On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks win a game. So, per Jason Kidd's request, we're going to say some positive. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we let it ride. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Lockdown Maps your first listen today where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Leave a five-star review if you're listening on a podcast platform, whichever one you are, if they still do that on whatever podcast platform you are. Uh, today's episode, we will talk all about the Mavs versus the Rockets game. We're going to talk about Mark Cuban selling the team on a different episode, so go check out that one. should be available at the same time wherever you get this one. And so check out that episode. Stuff's happening. Stuff is moving and shaking. And joining me right now, the post-game prodigy. What you got for me, slightly biased? Feeling good. Feeling like 3.5 billion bucks. (laughs) The team's team's only worth that, apparently. Well, I I was confused. I guess we're going to talk about that on a different one. We'll talk about that on the other episode. But we're feeling good. Mavs get a win against the Rockets, 121 to 115. We'll talk all about that game. We'll talk about Luka, 41 points with Dirk on the broadcast. Oh, it's, feel, it's a good feeling. He gave we'll t- us another one. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong. We'll talk about Dylan Brooks, probably. We'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> Derek Jones Jr. All of a sudden, man, he has been awesome. So we'll get into all that. But I want to start here. Luca, 41 points, 9 assists. And he took 29 shots, but still, to, to get to 41 points. He just keeps them in some of these games, man. Like, when he's just yeah. dealing and when they... Give him one-on-one coverage. He can just score against anyone. He hits tough buckets. This Rockets defense, don't get it twisted. Like, this Rockets team is different than last season's Rockets. If you watch this game, you know that. This Rockets team is good. This Rockets team has the number one defense in the NBA right now. They are a very different Rockets team than last year. So, there may be some of you that are like, oh, barely beat the Rockets, it seems like. No, this is a good Rockets team. And Luka just kept them in kept them in this game. Yeah, and not only is it a good Rockets team, if they won this game, they won the uh, playing tournament group. group. Yeah, they would have been playing in Vegas. And don't think for a young team that's you know trying to become more and more competitive that Ime Odoka wasn't in that locker room hyping them up for this game, like the importance of this game. This is the biggest game that, this. I mean, sadly to say, this is the biggest <laughs> game a lot of these guys have ever played in the league. Fred Van Vliet's like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> I, I, I do have a championship break. Okay, well, this is the in-season tournament. No, 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 no. Fred's like, I've got two championships. He's got a, a Raptors 905, and he's got a, a, Raptor, a Raptors. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. I think he's all got right, both. I'll give him that. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, yeah, no. That, I mean, this was a game that the Rockets needed. The Rockets are also, yeah. uh, they were 0-5 and five on the road coming into tonight, and so they are now 0-6 and six away, so they hadn't won an away game. They, you know, had like had in-season tournament odds in this one and like an opportunity still. So this was a game that they really needed and it just felt like they could never really get anything really going offensively in that fourth quarter, the Rockets themselves. And you got to give the Mavericks like the effort on defense that they gave that fourth quarter. I felt like the fourth quarter, obviously they won that quarter by 10, but that one really sealed it for them. Kyrie really got it started by kickstarting the offense in that quarter. And then their defense really like helped them stay in this game. Yeah, they really grinded out this win. It was nice. And these are the moments where it's like you feel 
you watch the team, you watch their uh, the defense, and it feels different than a year ago. And you see the flashes, yeah. and it's like, okay, this team's like a, a big wing and something else away. And just if they were able to lock in still like are. this consistently, yeah, they still are. <laughs> but if they're able to lock in like this consistently, then oh, the the bones of a good defense are there. So uh, that was good to see. And yeah, Kyrie Irving came, coming alive in the fourth quarter. And then, like you said, Luca early on, because Kyrie was not playing well early in this game. No. And really, no one else was early in this game. So Luca had to carry the load offensively, and he did. And it's interesting. I, it's something I've noticed is like the Rockets, they switched everything. They didn't really help. They trusted their one on one defenders because they got some guys who can defend one on one. And uh, it led to the Mavericks shooting. This is a number I'm, I'm monitoring because the Mavericks lead the league in corner threes attempted yeah. a game it's like 13 they shot uh six corner threes tonight wow they shot nine against the clippers so i'm wondering if those are just defensive matchups where the, those teams are saying hey we're comfortable with our individual defenders we're not helping off or if this is something like a trend is almost starting across the league where teams are like hey don't leave guys open in the corner against the mavericks like make them beat you in other ways just something i'm monitoring yeah, and it's, it's been a couple games now because the Mavericks, it seems like the Mavericks have really gotten out of their drive and kick type game, right? They, they do drive and they do kick, but then the player's not fully open, it feels like. And 34 threes, that's not a ton for the Mavericks that they took yeah. in total in this one. And Luka took 10 of them, so you know those are all like him created. <laughs> like a ton of threes are being created for it's Kyrie took seven. Those are all, you know, he's creating a lot of those too. So the majority of your threes are being created in other ways, Tim took eight as well, and he takes a lot of those just himself. And so, yeah, the Mavs really haven't – they haven't had one of those games where, like, Grant Williams takes ten threes, you know, or Josh yeah. Green gets, like, eight three-point three attempts in, in a game. And so, yeah, it's been interesting to watch that. But uh, Luka and Kyrie in the fourth quarter, I mean – we were joking earlier. Jason Kidd went on a big rant about how, you know, <laughs> oh, you guys weren't, you guys were, are making a big deal about Luca and Kyrie in the fourth quarter. They just needed time. You're making a big deal about it last year. You're not making a big deal about it this year. All right, let's make a big deal about it. <laughs> let's make yeah. it because they, it feels like they are finding their groove in, in crunch time. Like when they can stay in a game, which is why I started with Luca keeping them in this game. If they can stay in a game, then they can figure out a way to close it. And it started with, Luca and Kyrie at the beginning of that fourth quarter, Luca set a screen for Kyrie, one of the first plays of the game. And like, as soon as they get some of that action going, like good things always happen. It seems like. Yeah. It's, I, I love the ball screens that they said. I mean, it makes sense, right? Cause you have Fred Van Vliet guarding Kyrie, bringing the ball up. And then we want that switch on Luca. There's a big size mismatch right there. Yeah. And then just running the screen alone is enough to generate some good looks. If the defense, you know, doesn't uh, their coverage is off or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I love those plays. It just the Kyrie, just the pressure he puts on defenses and then his free throw shooting is really just so big. Like it's how many games did the Mavericks choke away last year? Cause the free throws, it felt oh, like a lot. And the year before that and the year before that. And it's like, yeah. it's like every year it seems like they do that, but yeah, Kyrie got to the free throw line. He hit four of four in the fourth quarter and felt like he was able to attack a couple of times and, and get to that line. And when their offense wasn't really going, like it felt like for a while, Mavs couldn't get a lot going. The, Rockets decided to double, and the Mavs couldn't really get a lot of offense going out of that, which is strange for them. But Kyrie got to the free throw line and got to it nine times total in this game. Matched Luka. We just haven't seen that a lot. And that seems like a lot. Like, nine free throws for him seems like a ton yeah. for him. And so just having that and just knowing that those are going to go in, that added a lot to this team. It slowed it down so they were able to get their defense set. Like, those are huge. Those plays make a big deal. Yeah, and uh, it feels like he should go to the line more. I feel like there's a, should be a balance where Luka – Yells at the ref so much. They're like, I don't want to get, I just, on principle alone, don't want to give you this foul call. And Kyrie just like never talks to them. Like, very, he might say like one word or he might look at them, 
there needs to be like a balance for like because I feel like if you're a player, this just happens because refs are humans. You go up to them, you're like, hey, man, I got fouled there. Refs are going to look for that, and they're going to say, oh, okay, you did get fouled there. I'm going to call that next time. Except Scott Foster. Shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> look it up. Look up. Look it up what he did during the, game, during the, uh, scamble, the, sc- the scandal. Scamble. The scandal with Donahue. Oh, my gosh. Look it up. Look how many phone calls they exchanged. Scott Foster, we're on to you. We're on it. We're on it. We've been on him. Like, like this, it's, no, I'm breaking this news. <laughs> to some people, I got the call logs. <laughs> I got the recordings in a hard drive. <laughs> I have call logs that will put t- uh, Scott Foster in prison. Meet me on the corner of 75 <laughs> and the tollway. Yeah. yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> right 3 a.m. Right in the middle. Traffic is still terrible somehow. Some, yeah, some, somehow <laughs> stop and go. Stop and go all the way, all the way through there. Uh, yeah, I, Kyrie does need to get to the free throw line a, a little more, and he should. He just the way he finishes around the rim, like he avoids contact, and it's just, yeah, true. it just feels like sometimes he does it on purpose. But yeah, there are there are times every once in a while where he gets up and he's like, he, if he yells at the ref, oh man, that means some something desperately happened. There was the play where he had the crazy up and under that I felt like he should have got fouled on. Well, the first play of this game started with Luca driving to the driving to the the rim and just getting like fouled right at the rim I think it was Jabari Smith. Yeah. And, and I was like, "Okay, here we go. A Scott Foster crew and Luca's not getting this call." Like, "Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this is happening." It was just terrible, just a terribly officiated game. And I, I the only reason why I bring that up cuz I usually never talk about refs is it, it just sucked as a viewer. Like that's just really it. Like it wasn't oh, the Mavericks, they they screwed the Mavericks, they screwed the Rockets. It was just a brutal watch. Yeah, they did Sucked. though. They did. <laughs> yeah, it went back and forth on who they screwed. Yeah, it, it it there were there were bad calls on both sides for sure, and multiple challenges. And Jason Kidd finally called them. So coming up, <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about how the Mavs won this game. Which role players stepped up big? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs coming up. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, the GOAT, he really is, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping your daily fantasy or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, you're going to provide players that guarantee to fit on your roster. So, Josh Lloyd this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Players of the Week. He's got a couple of players here that are interesting to me. Uh, Let's go Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson on the uh, Portland Trailblazers. He said, quote, it's going to be rocky for a bit but scoot is back and his value and minutes are going to rise if you can afford some bad games he is worth grabbing scoot henderson is one where man i thought he was going to be the best rookie come out of this class it doesn't seem to have hit all the way point guards it seems like it takes them a little bit seems like it takes some time for them to get over some kind of a hump maybe the speed of the game and all that and then to get into it so uh check out scoot henderson for your fantasy team and just like josh lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about a player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So check out eBay Motors. See what they have. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die to always make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Things like brake kits, LED head headlights, roof racks, bumpers, all that kind of stuff. Jake Madison from Lockdown Pelicans says to me he uses it all the time to work on his cars. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay, guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Shout out to you if you came out, came to me at the game tonight. Love it all the time. Shout out to Ariel. Shout out to Luca from Slovenia. Different Luca, an, an, oh, actual, an actual okay. guy named Luca. Uh, <laughs> shout out to everybody that came up to me during game. Brady, uh, shout out to everybody. I'm in section 123, and I have stickers, so come come see me. 
All right, Slightly, let's talk about this game. Luka and Kyrie felt like they brought it home. We saw their their teamwork in that fourth quarter. They also went to small ball to start that fourth quarter. And I, I was sitting next to Jackson Gatlin from Lockdown Rockets, and I just nudged him and said, the Mavs small ball has actually been terrible this season. Yeah. And they actually won those minutes six to four. What did you see at the beginning of that fourth quarter? Uh, Derek Jones Jr., really good. That's just it. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's wild to me how much better he is than Josh Green right now. I did yeah. not think that was going to be a thing that I was going to say this season, but 15 points. He hit two threes. Both of them, I think, were Luka insane passes to wide open Derek Jones Jr. And I asked yeah. him about that after the game. I said, what goes through your mind when Luka throws a wild pass and you're just all by yourself over there? And he's like, just don't screw it up and don't, don't, don't miss. Like, you know, it's a, he basically said like, it's a simple game. He downplays a lot of things, which I kind of appreciate. It's like, Hey, you know, it's just a simple game. Like all we're doing is throwing it in the basket and like, boom. And I think that mindset, like the, to just simplify things like, all right, just, just make it simple. I think that's really helped him in this role because you, you as a role player for the Mavericks, you only do a couple of things, right? It's only, yeah. all right, pick a, you, you get these few things because Luca has the ball so much. Kyrie's going to have the ball so much. Got Derek Lively running pick and roll. Like there's just a lot of other stuff. And so if you're one of those wings, you only get a few things. And so you're like, all right, I got to be really good at these few things. Derek Jones Jr., man, he has been. Yeah, and that's Josh Green could really learn from that because it does feel like sometimes Josh Green's just trying to do a little too much, trying to play so perfectly when it, like you said, it's just, all right, catch the ball. I'm open for three. I'm shooting. Catch the ball. All right, my defender's off balance. I'm driving. I'm attacking. And that's that's just what Derek Jones Jr. does. And you're going to have games where you just fall into 14 points because he had 12 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and you're going to have moments like that where it's just, okay, I have the ball and I'm wide open for three. I'm shooting. I made it. Or, okay, I'm running the floor. I, I Luca just threw the most insane pass you'll ever see to me. Or Kyrie Irving <laughs> found me and I'm, I have an easy layup or a dunk. So, uh, yeah, I, I love what Derek Jones Jr. brings to the table. It just feels like a perfect fit. And I, somebody tweeted this out, and I wish I remembered who it was. I'd shout them out. But it was a really good point where it's like, if Derek Jones Jr. scores double digits, like this team's going to win. Just because everything mm-hmm. Luka and, and Kyrie does, like if Derek Jones Jr. is bringing that, and it just go, does go to show, if you find that wing that you could plug in, that uh, obviously is a bit of an upgrade over Derek Jones Jr., who can consistently bring you offense like that and defense, that's like the real next step for this team where they head up one tier, two tiers, three tiers. I mean, depending on where you have them at. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a lot on role players on, in those championship teams, right? There's always that one guy, the Aaron Gordon, the Michael Porter Jr., the, yeah. you know, just the guy that, that steps, the Andrew Wiggins, you know, whoever just that guy is. And we've been waiting for the Mavericks to have a guy like that. And Derek Jones Jr. kind of stepped into that role a little bit, which is nice. It's not, not expected at all. No. But it, it shows that, you know, Luke and Kyrie kickstarted that that fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden now all of the attention is going on those two guys. All right, we got to do everything we can to stop. They start doubling. They start, you know, really applying pressure. Dylan Brooks starts doing Dylan Brooks things, and then you're like, all right, well, now all of a sudden if they're sending two to the ball, somebody's open, and Derek Jones Jr. is like, it's me. Yeah. Hi, I'm the open one. It's me. <laughs> like, just hanging out over there, stand, like standing in the corner or standing wherever. That's right. Get the Swifties on our side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, if they're not going to Lockdown Chiefs, then they can come over to Lockdown. Yeah, there you go. No, yeah, yeah, and he was awesome. And three of his points were just the worst foul. I mean, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> yeah. that was one of the worst fouls you ever see. Like, if I'm Derek Jones Jr., I'm sending him a bouquet of flowers <laughs> in the in the morning just as a thank you. It was 
it was like three and a half minutes left in the game, and Dylan Brooks fouls Derek Jones Jr. on a three-point shot, which I kind of hate that foul. He's just kind of he's just, like he just has his hand up and he's standing there, but he steps forward just a just a little and gets into his landing space a little. It's just I think they called it on his. I think he was like reaching. It was just a terrible reach because there was like two seconds left on the shot clock, and there was a bad offensive possession for the Mavericks. Out. And yeah, Derek Jones Jr. is about to throw up some crazy three. And if that goes in, it's just like, all right, whatever. Like, it's not our night. So the Mavs went from up six to up nine <laughs> just because just of that one play. And it basically ended the game because the Rockets yeah. could the Rockets couldn't score. I mean, they Shangun was was doing everything he could, but nobody else had it going tonight. What? Jalen Green is five of fourteen. I uh, forgot he was even on the court. And I'm not just saying that honestly, funny. I honestly forgot he played for them. Well, I, I forgot he was. And honestly, I think Josh Green and he he got the start, so I guess we can we can go to that. He got the start, and I thought Josh Green did a good job with him. You yeah. just need you just need somebody so fast to just stay with him all over yeah. the place, like then just make his life a little bit harder. And I felt like that's why Josh Green, like Jason Kidd, started Josh Green. I asked Jason Kidd about that after the game, and he said, "I said, what, what went into the decision to start Josh Green?" And he said, "Well, I just want to keep you guys on your toes." And I was like, "Me?" <laughs> and he goes, "No, not you, you guys." It's gonna be real funny when like specifically not you. The Zoomers start becoming coaches and people who've been online their whole lives. And it's like, it'd be so funny if I started this player tonight. Just see what happens on Twitter. He honestly said that, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, well. That's what I would do if I were a coach. I'd have like three things a game. What is where he, people Gen are like, X? What? what is he? I have no idea. I don't even, I don't even like know what 50s, I am, so. technically. Uh. Yeah, so but he's but I think he started him because he needed he needed a little extra. He said he wanted to start him to see how Josh was starting, to see how Derek Jones Jr. did off the bench. But like I think he just says that to us just to just to say things. Yeah. Uh, where's my favorite drop of all time? I don't always tell you guys the truth. Uh, and I think that I think that is the truth. And I, so I think he needed I think he wanted some more speed because you had Fred Van Vliet and you had Jalen Green. A, as yeah. it was with Josh Green starting. And Derek Jones Jr. coming off the bench. Luca was guarding Fred Van Vliet a lot of the time. So like, okay, yeah. What are we doing here? Luca played pretty good defensively tonight. We didn't even talk about the real dagger, Luca Skyhook. Oh, Luca Skyhook was just an insane play. He talked about that after the game too. He said, "I'm two for two in my career." Do you remember? I think it was in EuroBasket because it I was. Remember, it was in EuroBasket. I remember us covering it on this show. Uh, it was Slovenia versus Sweden, and it was the talk because he had done one. He had done one or two hook shots in a scrimmage in or, scrimmages. Yeah. And uh-huh. we were like, Oh, here's the new shot that Luca's going to add to his arsenal. It was the year before it was like the mid range stuff. And then yeah. that year it was going to be the hook shot. And then he never took one ever again. No. He only took it in this game. I-, I think he didn't say it after the game. I think he only took it because he didn't know the shot clock reset. No, yeah. It was it, just when you watch we- the replay, you could tell that's exactly why he threw it up because I didn't think it reset, but it reset all the way to 24, which made no sense to me because the Mavs got the ball back after they had missed. And so it just it was just a very weird play where I didn't think yeah. possession had changed, but it did and then he threw up that hook shot and yeah, that was that Aaron was- Holiday had it. He had the ball. And they'll call I, I don't think they should ever call that a full possession, but they do usually call that a full possession yeah. to be fair. So uh, that was with one minute that was with a minute 3 left and they went up by 5 when he hit that shot. Yeah, so. that was the dagger. Like the game was over after that, yeah. which was just <laughs> Absolutely insane. Imagine you you lose on a Luca Luca hook I shot. Mean, a hook shot. If he if that's something he like goes to oh. frequently, that would just be the most insane turn of events. A sky hook. Uh coming up, let's talk about Derek Lively. Because I thought he had a good game. I thought he was very impactful. He got into foul trouble. Shangun was really good on him, but let's talk about him and let's talk about some other guys that made an impact coming up. 
Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and lines, over-unders, and more that you can go check out. Um, it may be possible in Texas sometime soon if Mark Cuban gets it, gets his way, which we'll talk about in the other episode. You can check out all kinds of other things, but right now they have a $5 on a Moneyline bet and you can get $150 in bonus bets if you win that Moneyline bet. So check out all the different props and odds and lines that they have there. Uh, for example, Clippers Kings, that's a pretty good one. You can put, uh, Kings are plus 110 because they're on the second night of a back-to-back, it seems like. You can put some money down on that. Put five bucks down on that if they win that. You can win some money. Then you can also get the $150 in bonus bets. So check that out on FanDuel. All kinds of other stuff too. Luca for MVP, futures, all that. Visit FanDuel.com slash on as the NFL season rages on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I don't always tell you guys the truth. All right, slightly biased. Let's talk about, let's talk about Derek Lively because I thought he made a big impact in this game. He played... Uh, just under 28 minutes. He got in foul trouble. He had eight points. He had five rebounds, two assists. He had two blocks in this game. He was a minus two for the game. But, man, I thought he was impactful. And I did the rankings for most impactful player. Luca one, Kyrie two, Derek Lively three. And, like, I don't even think it's close. Yeah, no, it's not close, really. And I think he's the third best player, and it's not close, too. Already, as a 19-year-old rookie. But, yeah, he was good tonight, and... Just so impressed with him. I mean, he was in foul trouble. There was a lot. I mean, I think that there was four or five Mavs in this game who had four fouls. Well, there's a lot more. of fouls called in general. Well, there's yeah. 52 fouls called total in this game. I mean, this is a Scott Foster special. Yeah, it was, it was an excruciating watch. But, uh, I mean, Shane Goon's a tough cover. Like, he's incredibly crafty, incredibly good. You know, I hear he's the first guy in the gym, last guy out, lunch pail. Uh, sneaky <laughs> athlete guy as well. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, he is a sneaky athlete though. He had some spin moves like late in the game <laughs> where he just went immediately. But he he's a tough cover, and I thought Lively did solid, like so, like as good as you could ask. And then I just get so impressed with what he does in space because it just looks yeah. so good and it looks so impressive for a guy his age as a rookie shouldn't be as comfortable defending on the perimeter as he is. Like that's what's really ex- exciting in my opinion. It really is his ability to to. He had one play though where I wanted him to just turn, take one dribble and go to the basket and he hasn't and he hasn't done that yet. We talked with Raphael earlier about how he uh we're talking about Derek we're talking about Shingun, Derek Lively. I'm talking about Derek Lively. That's right. Okay, wait. I was like I was like wait, was did he finish talking about Shingun? I got, I, finished I, got, with Lively. I got distracted. I was trying to download something. Uh and he he just needed to take one dribble to the basket and eventually I think he's going to do that. Eventually I think he's going to take the three, they started him at the three-point line a couple times in this game where it, it seemed like he started to space the floor and then eventually he just, you know, kind of snuck into the dunker spot a little bit. But, man, he, he's just so smart. He, I went through his fouls recently because I went I went through and watched on Synergy all of his fouls that, he, that he's committed. And, like, there's some, there's some trends here and there, but it's mostly pretty even across the board with different things. One of them that really stood out to me was he's had, let's see, he's had like 46 fouls coming into this. Seven of them were against driving bigs. That's like, it was pretty even with, with all the other ones, but against driving bigs. So like a Giannis, a Sabonis, a Zion, a, a, you know, Jared Jackson Jr. just straight driving at him. And he got a couple on, on Shingu today. I knew he was going to struggle with that. That's just a, a really tough thing to cover yeah. at this point. They, God, what is, Synergy just has everything, huh? 
<laughs> well, I had to count that myself. Oh, okay. I thought that was like a thing that pops up. I'm like, how did they even? No, I went through. I went through and I, I watched all of them. But I, yeah, I did count it myself. But I brought I brought that up for the other reason is because he's only had four offensive fouls as far as screens. Yeah, that was the big concern. And he, he, he doesn't have any like dumb fouls. You're like, oh my god, what? Like you can't be you can't be committing that fouls. Very rarely does it do that. I don't think his whistle is very good yet. No, it's um, not. But it feels like most of his fouls just from my from the naked eye you know i'm not on synergy so i don't know but it feels like most of them are just he goes up straight contests and then will like barely come down just a tiny bit yeah and they're calling that on him almost every time it feels like but he hasn't had an offensive screen foul since that orlando game where he had really like remember he had like three in a row where you're like yeah he had one against the spurs i think and he had one two or three against the the magic he's only had four all year yeah i was about to say that i mean that's like a month ago almost at this point yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. I mean, he's he learns really quick. Yeah, uh, he had like four or five fouls against Lamelo Ball, where Lamelo Ball flopped out of bounds, and I had to go back and watch those. And I was like, oh, man. yeah, Remember? those are those are tough. He's so impactful, though. They they need him. It, it, like he only got how many? He only got credit for five rebounds. But man, all of all every time he fights for a rebound, I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. this every every podcast probably every time he fights for the rebound, something good happens where the yeah. Mavericks will either get it or they'll be able to set their defense or just something you know, the ball go out of bounds on somebody else. Like he, just, just good stuff happens every time he fights for a rebound. Yeah, and that's so important. The setting the defense. This is like the Mavs transition defense is still bad. Yeah, there was multiple times in this game where they're giving up easy floater Aaron Holiday had a floater where no one even stopped the ball once off of a made basket and those those are still plays defensively it's like okay we can get those out those those plays can't happen so like yeah fighting for the rebounds tipping them out of bounds off someone else or just forcing you know three guys to fight for it while the rest of your defense gets back very important for this team very important you know who else deserves credit while we're here? Dante Exum. I've yes. been calling for Dante Exum minutes. The Exum estate is growing. They're, they're more property. <laughs> the value of the property is going up. 15 minutes, 12 points, three assists, a couple of turnovers, but he, I thought he was so great. Just his attacking, and he doesn't make a ton of mistakes either, which I just is really helpful when you're in really close games like this. Yep, love his pace. Knock down a three. I mean, that's huge. We, I think I talked about this yes. last time I was yeah, on we here. Where we were like, he's going to have to shoot threes and make them. Knocked one down. Love it. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I just think his he's a super smart player, and those are just really valuable players to have on a team. Even even if Luca and Kyrie are on the floor, just even having a third guy yeah. who knows what he's doing and knows when to attack. And he had a really smart uh I don't remember who was guarding him, but the Rockets might have been in some zone or something, but he got he was a completely uh unaccounted for on the on the in the corner. Cut baseline, Luca found him for a lob. Super easy. When you're playing next to a player like Luca. If you're in the right place, the ball will come to you. I thought he was going to throw that down, and he just kind of like put it over. I was like, oh, the old Exum. Like when Exum first got drafted, that guy would have yeah. thrown that ball down. There's uh, a lot th- of missed dunks tonight. Just take the points. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Jones Jr. also had like an almost – I thought he was going to throw it down like a windmill, and he he just simply put it in. I was like, okay, there you go. Yeah. I was they, yelling, I yelled, I was like, from my seat, I was like, airplane mode! <laughs> <laughs> then we had the, the dunk at the end of the Dirk, uh, shut it down, let's go home. Uh, oh yeah, you're at the game. I heard none of Dirk. I'm, Dirk I'm so excited. Great. I'm so excited to go back and listen because Dirk is gold, and I'm excited to fill the soundboard again with it. Uh, I did get this while you were talking, which is why I was confused about Shingun and Lively, though. Uh, yeah. Green and okay. Bleed both have two fouls now. Jalen Green, that is. Oh. oh. Okay, Scotty from under the hoop. 
<laughs> that was when Scott Foster called. He was underneath the hoop. Yeah. And he called an offensive foul from like across the floor and he ran through the lane and like did his big like fist thing and right in the middle of it. I was, I was dying when that happened. That's why Scotty, your days are numbered in the NBA as a ref. They're not though. He's he's Teflon. Like you just he just can't be beat. Just wait. Just wait until I get a little bit more influence. Or or Chris Paul retires becomes pr- part of like the actual nba oh, like works yeah. for the league and then all of a sudden he works that angle on it's it. just crazy how he he has a bad rep with every player in the league it feels everyone, like everyone knows everyone and it's like how is he he had 150 phone calls with donahue when he was when he was cheating games we've got them all on a hard drive <laughs> I, i'm ready to leak them <laughs> i want to i want a, a manila how do you say the manila envelope <laughs> With a hundred thousand dollars, Scott Foster. Why is it not just like a yellow envelope? Why is it Manila like specifically? Is that the brand? Is that a Kleenex? Yeah, good, great question. I don't know. It wasn't Scott Foster. I don't even think made the worst calls in this game though. Uh, Jason Kidd did challenge two plays. By the way, I, I was asking him to challenge more plays, and he challenged one in the first half in the second quarter. It was a foul on Grant uh, when clearly Jabari Smith pushed, like pushed whoever it was, or pushed Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. down, and then he got that one. And another one in the fourth quarter, there was a really like very close out of bounds play that was was pretty necessary. Then they got it, and um, yeah. I mean, if I'm kid, that's when you say, you know how bad you have to be for me to one just challenge a play to begin with, but win two. <laughs> how bad do you? Have to be? There you go. <laughs> Let us know what you thought about this game in the comment section below. Give me your reaction to this game. And uh, go check out the other episode where we talk about Cuban and the ownership change, kind of, sort of. We'll talk about that, what it means for Dallas, DFW, the Metroplex, all of the above. We'll talk about that in the other episode. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.